Everyone's getting ready for the Super Bowl. So bring out the guacamole, bring out the pizza. But do you but do you mix them together? Well, somebody thinks that's a good idea. You might think it's stupid, which is why you'll hear it on this podcast with a lot of other things we've mixed together that are stupid. All the stories that you're going to hear in this podcast are true. None of the names have been changed because we've all done something stupid. St. Eric Lane, and welcome to the midweek bonus episode of My Stupid World. Just remember, if you see something stupid, say something stupid. And if you like the podcast, make sure you rate and review it, because I get five-star stupidity for you. So give it a five-star rating, and maybe even write a review of the podcast. I just might read it in an upcoming episode. And hey, if you got a really stupid achievement, I want to know about that too, okay? No matter how stupid it is, even if you've got the world's longest arm hair <laughs> and you're a woman. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a California woman. She's in the Guinness World Records book. That's right, because a single strand of hair growing out of her bicep they measured it at 7.24 inches long. See, if you don't have anything to claim for fame, if you have a single strand of arm hair, you could get in the Guinness World Record book. Her name is Macy Davis Sutherland. Now, she didn't discover her unusually long arm hair until a few years ago, 2012. She was a junior in high school. She says, I was at Disneyland with my best friend Kaylee's family, and her brother pointed out a hair on my arm. He was telling me that I had an extremely long hair, and his original thought was to pull it. Well, Davis Sutherland refused to let him. She decided she's going to try to grow the hair out for a potential world record. See, it's all about your aspirations, right? She said the hair would often reach six inches, but then would frequently end up breaking or getting accidentally plucked. She said her doctor measured the hair at 5.59 inches, which would have been enough to earn the record, but she decided to wait a few extra months to get a more impressive figure. You know, how do you, what do you do to, I don't know, fertilize an arm hair? I don't know. Well, her arm hair was officially measured at 7.24 inches, and that earned her the title for the longest arm hair for a female. <clears throat> The record for men, in case you're curious, it's even longer. Back in 2017, there was a guy named David Reed. And oddly enough, he's also from California. He had an arm hair that was 8.54 inches long. He said he came forward to impress the ladies. Well, now, there you go. So, um, David, why don't you meet Macy? Maybe the two of you can tie hairs together or something. I don't know. Anyway, Davis Sutherland said she's aiming to keep growing the hair until she overtakes the overall record. Wow. I mean, this is certainly not the first time in her life that she's had seven inches, right? 
that's a long strand of hair, though. I mean, well, along with the long hair on her head, it'll definitely wind up in the sink for her boyfriend to clean up, probably. I don't know, but anyway. So are you a big Oreo fan? I mean, there's all kinds of Oreos. I think probably the worst choice for Oreos was watermelon. Never quite got over that. I'm not a big Oreo person, but I don't know. I just might be with this new Oreo that's out. Okay. I mean, there's so many, I just almost stopped caring, but okay, I'll admit they kind of got me over with this one. It's something called Space Dunk Oreos. And instead of the normal white feeling, they've got um, two pink and blue layers, along with popping candy mixed in. Hmm. Yeah, it's on grocery store shelves. And you can even order them through the Oreos website. Uh, that's the cookie itself. But the real reason I'm talking about it is that they're also doing a sweepstakes. The grand prize winner gets to go to the edge of space. And you don't need to buy the Oreos to enter. Just uh, go to liftoff.oreo.com. One person will get a seat on a space perspective flight tentatively scheduled for next year. That's the company that takes you up to about 100,000 feet in what's uh, basically a big old hot air balloon. So you'll have a beautiful view. Of course, the lame part is that you don't get to experience weightlessness, but... Here's a fun wrinkle, though. I was looking through the terms and conditions, and you don't have to go to space, okay? If you're a little afraid of heights and maybe the vertigo might be acting up at 100,000 feet, well, you can choose to skip it altogether and instead just take $125,000. So what would you choose? A trip to space or 125 grand? Whoo, I don't know. Well, thankfully... For all the criminals out there that listen to this podcast, your driver's license doesn't say that you're a meth head. Unless, of course, you add that on. Cops in Florida recently pulled over a 46-year-old man named Robert Brush as part of a routine traffic stop. Stuff like this always happens during routine traffic stops, you know? <laughs> I see his tailgate was covering his license plate. Whoopsie! Well, they asked Robert for his license and registration, but, uh, well, when he handed over the ID to the authorities, deputies noticed that it had kind of a white crystalline substance on it. Cards like driver's licenses are, you know, sometimes used to break up drugs, in case you don't know. So the cop tested the substance, and voila! They found meth. So they called in a police dog, and guess what else they found? More meth! In the vehicle. That's right. So, Robert was arrested on multiple charges. He was sent to jail where he might be a celebrity. Yeah, jail records show Robert has been there over 50 times since 1997. Way to go, Robert. Yes, we're crushing it. <laughs> You're also crushing that meth with that driver's license, too, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Well, there's a Colorado-based preacher who pastors an online church, and he's been accused of pocketing $1.3 million through a cryptocurrency fraud. It's a scheme where he tells his followers in this video statement that the Lord told me to do it. Yeah, right. Eli Regalado and his wife, they marketed their cryptocurrency, INDX coin, index coin, to Christian communities 
in Denver said that God told him people would become wealthy if they invested. What do you know? Well, the Colorado Division of Securities said in a statement that this index coin brought in about $3.2 million, and at least $1.3 million of that went to the regalados or was used for their own personal benefit. The complaint was filed in the Denver County District Court. The regalados, well, they could not be reached for comment, but in a video statement to his followers, Reverend Eli said the charges that they pocketed $1.3 million are true. Well, at least we have an honest criminal preacher, you know? Of course, I didn't, I don't, didn't see anywhere in the video where he was, you know, bawling like Jimmy Swagger. I have sinned. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I've seen people get back together again, even after a divorce, which is nice. But I don't think that, well, you're going to be bouncing back from this. This happened right here. Good old Altoona, Pennsylvania, here in central PA, where a guy's facing charges because he stole his father-in-law's life savings and then went on a spending spree. The son-in-law is 29-year-old Andrew Booker. And last year, uh, he called the cops to report a break-in. Claimed somebody stole his father-in-law's safe with $2 million inside. Well, they were immediately suspicious. So they kept an eye on old Andrew, and they noticed something interesting. He was making some pretty large purchases shortly after that theft. Even though he'd been unemployed, he managed to buy new ATVs, a brand new Harley, and he'd go buy stuff for 30 bucks and pay with a hundo and tell him to keep the change. Yeah, he's always paid cash, too, and, well, that turned out to be his undoing. His father-in-law had been saving up for decades, and most of the money was in older-style bills, you see. So employees at the stores confirmed, yes, uh, Andrew was using old bills, and they kind of smelled a bit musty. Turns out Andrew and his wife were in the middle of a divorce when all of this went down, and so he used a bunch of the money to... Uh, <clears throat> take care of his new girlfriend. Well, he finally got arrested for theft and a bunch of other charges, and his new girlfriend also got arrested because it turns out she knew where the money was coming from. <laughs> Thankfully, it all sounds though like the police was able to recover most of it. But in under a year, old Andrew blew through at least $140,000. <laughs> yeah, maybe Andrew should have just opened up a credit card account. You know, I don't know. Now, politicians can't seem to work together on anything these days, it seems. And I think they all are just flinging insults at one another. But I don't know. Do you think this might be a bit too drastic? There's a Republican politician in Missouri. He wants to bring back dueling. <laughs> I challenge you to a duel, sir. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I'm talking about the kind of duel that Alexander Hamilton did with Aaron Burr. In case you don't know American history. Burr shot Hamilton in the stomach, and he died the following day. And here's a little fun fact. My mother-in-law is a direct descendant of Aaron Burr. There you go. And frankly, I read this story to my mother-in-law, and she thought it was a great idea. <laughs> well, Nick Schurer, or Schurer, I guess is his name, he's a state senator and a member of the Freedom Caucus. He just proposed a new resolution to bring back dueling. 
He says, if a senator's honor is impugned by another senator to the point that it is beyond repair, they should be able to formally challenge them to a duel. This goes on to say, they'd submit the challenge in writing, and the senators would need to agree to the terms of the duel, including the choice of weapons. <laughs> it says the duel would take place on an agreed-upon date in the well of the Senate at high noon. <laughs> Things are going to get really exciting for Missouri legislators. Obviously, this is never going to happen. But, I mean, what if you limited the weapons that they could use? You know, like maybe paintball guns. Or maybe they had a slap fight. You know, each person was armed with a largemouth bass. Frankly, I'd tune in. I'd move to Missouri just so I could vote for somebody. <laughs> well, <clears throat> we're coming up on Valentine's Day. And uh, there's all sorts of clever Valentine's Day and anti-Valentine's Day things. And jilted women are probably going to like this particular idea. There's an animal shelter in New Jersey called Homeward Bound Pet Adoption. It's offering a unique service for their Valentine's Day for just $50. It's a donation that you'll make. They will name a feral cat after your ex. And then they'll neuter it. They'll also spay female cats, too, by the way, just in case you're wondering. But the real appeal is just getting to name a cat after a guy you really hate and then being able to say that you just had his baby makers lopped off, you know. Well, the flyer they posted online says, quote, neuter your ex for Valentine's Day because some things shouldn't breed. <laughs> I love it. I got to admit, it's the most creative thing I've heard so far. Well, you may not know this, but there people have got a thing for feet. I, I'm finding this out. People are actually selling foot pictures online for cash. Uh, there's a sex therapist named Melissa Cook. She says foot fetishes are one of the most common fetishes. They're, the rare peasant foot type takes the lead when it comes to earnings. This is, of course, when the three largest toes are equal in size. Gee, I had no idea. Well, a survey released by fetish site Fun With Feet revealed that models with square feet were earning up to $45,000. All right. Well, those with Greek feet... That's uh, feet with the second toe is longer than the rest. Could get as much as $43,000, just a $2,000 deficit. Then if you got Roman feet, that's where the first three toes are of equal length, you could still earn a pretty penny, mostly because there's not a whole lot of models showing that type off, uh, well, yet. But a warning, though. If you want to be successful, there are lots of things to consider, you see. So don't be pulling off your socks and snapping photos. You might want to think about the quality of your image and understand your audience, you see. So here are some top tips that Miss Cook has for those of you that might, might want to stick your feet into the, dabble your feet into the pool, you might say, or maybe get your foot through the door. You might, it, it's more like taking a quick snap. You know, it's, 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 it's more than that. You don't just, you know, aim and shoot and post, okay? It's a, it's a process. You know, try to get creative. Think about, you know, incorporating props, taking multiple images, learning to edit and play with different lighting and filters, and maybe practice multiple poses. 
the highly common Egyptian foot, that's with a big, uh, uh, a tall big toe, you'll earn maybe 50% less than any other foot type. And if you've got hair growing on your feet, you can forget that whole thing because that's, uh, that's where like 96% of the fun with feet users draw the line. We don't want hairy toes. And make sure you clean up that toe jam too, you know, okay? Really? Do a little trimming, a little filing. I don't know. Well, just don't stick your foot in your mouth. That's all I can say. Well, if aliens shows up tomorrow and they were not overly friendly about it, who would you want to be the point person in charge of talking it out with them? Would they examine their feet? Maybe? I don't know. Who would we trust? Well, there's a poll for that. And 43% say they would be cool with our current world leaders representing planet Earth. Now, they didn't specifically say who that would be. So maybe the options would be President Biden, Xi Jinping, Vladimir Putin, Emmanuel Macron, or King Charles. I mean, are we really sure about this, folks? Can't we just ask Taylor Swift to do it, you know, since the Super Bowl is here? And maybe even Elliot from E.T. He was a fictional character, but still, I would take Elliot, you know. But what about you? Hmm? In a poll, 42% of Americans say, yes, they believe they would be able to negotiate intergalactic peace with aliens. 37% of us say they believe aliens are already here could be living right next door to you. 41% do not think there are any aliens among us, and the other 22% don't really know or care. Overall, 53% of people think aliens do exist, albeit somewhere, while 34% of the people don't believe in extraterrestrial life, frankly. But there are some people I kind of wonder, there is, they're a little bit spacey to start with. You just never know. Well, um, here's a combo that may or may not resonate with you. I don't know. Um, or maybe these are just two things that are perfectly fine by themselves on their own. Just don't mix them together. But there's a major food brand that desperately wants you to start dipping your pizza in guacamole. It's the folks at Hormel Foods. They own the brand Holy Guacamole. <laughs> That's spelled W-H-O-L-L-Y. Holy guacamole! And they're behind the push. Well, they did a poll that found 74% of us would reach for guac at a Super Bowl party. 91% would reach for pizza. But only 17% have tried them together. And they're holding a contest at a website called guacafypizza.com. 250 fans in San Francisco and Kansas City will win free pizza and guac on Super Bowl Sunday. Now, I don't know. Is this just a dumb marketing thing, or does guac on pizza really sound good to you? <laughs> uh, I'd be willing to try it because I don't mind guac, you know? But here's something else, kind of in a related news story. Jif Peanut Butter is giving away jars of peanut butter to keep Super Bowl fans from wasting celery. And they're actually calling it their Save the Celery campaign. <sighs> Anything they can do to make a buck around the big game. You know? Maybe it's a stupid world. Hey. 
I'm open to talking about anything, but love talking about surviving in the stupidity that's always around us. And if you're insane enough to ask, I'm insane enough to reply. I'd love to hear from you either by leaving a voice message or a written message. And you can even do that at uh, podcast.insaneericlane.com. Leave any comment you have from a podcast or even a question you have. I'll be happy to address either one. Your questions or comments might even be played and or even talked about in a future podcast episode. And if you or someone you know would like to join in on a podcast, you're more than welcome to participate. You can... uh, Download the Spotify for Podcasters app on your phone, and you can do that just as simple as a phone call. Or I can even send you a link that you can actually participate from the website. You can download the app to your favorite app store and add that uh, podcast to your favorites. You can also email me with comments, questions, requests at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. And, of course, should you certainly subscribe to the podcast if you listen on Apple, iHeart, Breaker, Google, Verbo, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, or whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Don't forget to follow me also on Facebook and X. Just look up the handle at Insane Eric Lane. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review. President Biden is being ridiculed for his latest blunder, appearing to call his predecessor, Donald Trump, the sitting president. Joe probably didn't realize he's the sitting president because people only refer to him as the falling president. Of course, I wonder if he understands that sitting president means current president. Although, knowing Joe, he probably thinks it's 2017. A new survey finds that Californians get the best sleep in America, which is now inspiring the rest of Americans to pitch a tent near a busy intersection. Of course, in California, people clearly have nice dreams, and then they wake up to their nightmare. About 500 University of Georgia students were shocked when they returned to campus for the spring semester and found bats had taken over a dorm, which is unusual because normally dorm rooms are just infested with crabs. A new trailer for Ghostbusters Frozen Empire introduced a new era of proton-packing, wielding heroes facing a supernatural threat capable of causing a second ice age. But this one seems kind of boring because they just start lecturing the ghosts about climate change. Tom Selleck opened up about the upcoming conclusion of his Blue Bloods TV series during a new interview with TV Insider. He says, an awful lot of people aren't ready to say goodbye. But he clearly wasn't referring to TV viewers. And MSNBC host Joy Reid cussed live on the air in an explicit hot mic moment seemingly targeting President Biden during the installment of the readout which is uh, noteworthy because it's the first time anyone's ever agreed with something she said. President Biden said he's ready to act if Congress is serious about solving the border issue, to which Reid muttered, starting another effing war. She can now expect to face harsh discipline from MSNBC now for telling the truth. And PETA has continued to insist it was time for Punxsutawney Phil to retire, but, you know, Phil is treated so well, you know, in Punxsutawney. The holiday may as well be called Groundhog SPA Day. Frankly, Phil lives better than most PETA members. After all, he's got his own home with, without five roommates and six cats. A new survey finds that over 50% of people would choose a larger stone for their engagement ring. But luckily, this isn't a real concern for Gen Z because they've ditched the idea of marriage faster than the idea of working. 
In a recent cross-country United Airlines flight was diverted because the Boeing jet had a cracked windshield. Kind of a scary situation, but, you know, still safer than being on a Spirit Airlines flight with a pilot smoking crack. Yeah, what, got doors flying off? You got wings without bolts and cracked windshields? Boeing airplanes fall apart so quickly it's kind of hard to believe they're not made in China. Chrissy Teigen inadvertently revealed that she's had three boob jobs on an episode of Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen on Bravo. Kind of incredible because I didn't realize she's ever had a job. Former NBA champion guard Rahon Rondo was arrested in Indiana for unlawful possession of a firearm and drug paraphernalia and marijuana. By the way, Rondo isn't officially retired, so after exhibiting this kind of behavior, he should be signed by a team in probably a few days. And a new poll of a thousand Americans uh, finds that 37% of us believe aliens are already here on Earth. Of course, I get it. It's kind of hard not to believe that there are extraterrestrial life forms on this planet whenever you see the type of people that are in Congress. But the poll also finds that many suspect their boss of being from outer space. Kind of makes sense to me because only an evil alien life form would cut Christmas bonuses. And an Oklahoma police officer was called to a home in Moore to eject an unwanted trespasser. A possum. Because I kind of actually feel bad for the possum, but that's just because the poor thing is stuck living in Oklahoma. And an 88-year-old gamer from China earned a Guinness World Record as the oldest video game content creator on video platform Billy Billy. He's also the oldest person to have a diet consisting of frozen pizzas and Mountain Dew. He's an 88-year-old and plays video games. So I guess the good news is he doesn't need Cialis or Viagra because he's clearly never getting laid. Justin Timberlake revealed that NSYNC, the boy band that catapulted him to worldwide fame, working on some new music. Yeah, and you thought the most depressing news out there involved war in the Middle East. <laughs> of course, it's really nice of him to make the announcement because, well, now we can all go on Amazon and order some earplugs. John Fetterman, our wonderful senator from Pennsylvania, posed in a tuxedo hoodie with his, life, with his wife Giselle for a date night. And of course, there's rumors going around that these two are separating. Of course, with his wardrobe, it's kind of easy to understand why. Not only did he wear this tuxedo hoodie, though, but he was also in a pair of shorts. This guy flashes a lot of legs, so I guess in this day and age, he could easily be on the cover of Sports Illustrated <laughs> before they completely go out of business. And according to a recent survey, Americans know that carrying a credit card balance is a bad idea, but 45% typically do it anyway. It's kind of like watching an episode of The Kardashians. You're knowing that something is a bad idea doesn't stop people from doing it. And it's no surprise people are racking up credit card debt. I mean, these days, life is so expensive you can't even fart without being charged an emissions tax. Dramatic video captured the moment a passenger ran onto the tarmac at Los Angeles International Airport. The guy really screwed up, mainly because he had a chance to get out of California and completely blew it. The guy was clearly endangered, everybody at the airport, so he's kind of like a Boeing plane. And according to Caesars Sportsbook, one better placed $100,000 on a bet on the Super Bowl coin toss. Uh, the report says he, uh, he, 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 he bet tails. So... I guess this is the one time a dude doesn't want head. <clears throat> of course, if a coin fails in favor of the better, it would pay out a profit of more than $95,000, or if it falls in favor of the better. Of course, if it doesn't, his wife is ready with divorce papers. And the new action movie Argyle is in theaters. I don't know if you've seen it or not, although considering how cold it's been, I kind of wish it was a movie about the creation of Argyle sweaters. But here's the synopsis. A reclusive author 
who writes espionage novels about a secret agent and a global spy syndicate realizes the plot of a new book that she's writing starts to mirror real-world events in real time. Kind of sounds like this writer does a better job of describing what's actually happening in the world than her own news media. Talk show host Dr. Phil criticized President Biden and Vice President Harris while filming along the Texas-Mexico border. But Dr. Phil should be used to bad people doing crappy things because he once had the cash-me-outside girl on his show. <laughs> he was real critical of their handling of the border, calling the situation a humanitarian crisis unlike anything we've seen before. And trust me, you know things are really bad when the dude hosting a daytime talk show thinks you've created a disaster. A recent study finds that degrees in psychology, social work, and early childhood education have been ranked among the worst-paying study paths, which is why everybody should do the reasonable thing and major in gender studies instead. The oldest living person in America was celebrated by with a drive-by parade in California after turning 116 years old. Kind of a nice change of pace in Cali because usually it's just drive-by shootings. She's Edith or Edie Recagno Keenan Saccarelli. She was born in 18, 1908, the oldest living person in the U.S. and the second oldest living person in the world. Now, in fact, she's so old, even the Democrats are asking if she'd be interested in replacing Joe Biden. Kanye West channeled horror villain Jason Voorhees as he rocked a hockey mask to a family event in Los Angeles. But look... These two couldn't be more different because, well, one's a dangerous psycho everybody is afraid of, and the other one is uh, Jason Voorhees. And Bill Belichick thanked the New England Patriot fans with a full-page ad in the newspaper. Uh, the message appeared in the Boston Globe. And that means that nobody under the age of 40 will ever even see it. A Boeing supplier has also notified the embattled company that it has discovered misdrilled holes on the fuselages of over 50 undelivered 737 MAX planes. You know what that means. Now, for the first time in history, people actually think that flying Spirit Airlines is a good idea. Yeah, Spirit doesn't use Boeing aircrafts. But just to be safe, the pilots do come prepared with screwdrivers. Uh, however, I'm actually referring to vodka and orange juice. And a recent study at the University of California, Irvine, has discovered rudeness has a significant impact on job performance. Of course, if anybody can attest to rudeness being an issue at work, it's definitely the people employed in the state of California. And an Indiana man was recently inducted into the White Castle Cravers Hall of Fame after 80 years of celebrating with sliders. I think what really deserves the award, the man's poor toilet bowl. Justin Timberlake recently revealed he got the flu amid a press tour for his new music. Of course, he can't sing right now, which is probably the best news this country's going to receive for quite a while. Patrick Mahomes' father, Pat Mahomes Sr., was arrested by police in Tyler, Texas, on a charge of driving while intoxicated. Kind of a kind of a bad situation there, you know, but people emphasize with it because, I mean, look, having a daughter-in-law like Brittany Mahomes would drive anybody to drink. And finally, a recent report says that MetLife Stadium is going to be the home to the 2026 FIFA World Cup. That's right. MetLife is in East Rutherford, New Jersey, by the way. So you don't have uh, you, so if you don't have a sports betting app, at, at least there'll be plenty of bookies to choose from. But just be careful betting the World Cup through a Jersey bookie, though. Say the uh, soccer players might use their legs, but you won't be able to do so after having your kneecaps busted in.
get up close and personal with my stupid world by interacting with the podcast through Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World's Telegram channel. I post the actual articles used in the podcast episodes every weekend from the week's collection of stupidity. When you join the channel, you'll get to read the actual stories, see the actual photos, or watch the actual videos from the stupidity that is talked about in each episode. And you can even make comments about what you read or seen, even comments with your suggestions or opinions about what I've talked about. You can even share the links to some of the stupid stories that you've encountered. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E to see a preview of the channel and download Telegram Messenger, the app to your smartphone. It's also available in desktop versions as well, and it's supported on Windows, Linux, Apple, and Android platforms. Telegram is a secure messaging app that's gaining in popularity. You can learn more by visiting telegram.org. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing. And now, this week's Genius Award. And this week's Genius Awards include a 34-year-old New Jersey man who was arrested after authorities say he manipulated a pump at a gas station in Delaware to steal over $1,700 in fuel. Kel His name is Kelvin Jerron Brand of Patterson, New Jersey. He installed a special device on a fuel pump at a Wawa in Newcastle to dispense large quantities of fuel for a fraction of the cost, according to the Delaware State Police. Troopers had responded just after 3 p.m. to a reported fuel theft at the Wawa and found Jerron Brand at the pump in a white Ford van. So investigators learned that a trend of diesel fuel thefts had been occurring at multiple Wawa gas stations in the area using devices installed on fuel pumps. Troopers inspected the fuel pump that Jerron Brand was using and discovered one of those devices. Officers also found multiple containers of Jerron Brand's work van that contained over $1,700 worth of fuel. Jerron Brand has paid less than 20 bucks for the fuel thanks to that manipulation device, according to the authorities. Jerron Brand was then taken into custody without an incident and was charged with shoplifting over $1,500, possession for burglar tools or instruments involving disabling of security systems and second-degree conspiracy, all of which are felonies, by the way. He was uh, being held at the Howard R. Young Correctional Institute on a $14,000 secured bond. Dude stole over $1,700 worth of fuel. So let's see. <clears throat> That's probably enough for a few full tanks, right? Although the gas prices have been steadily decreasing, I guess, unlike the gas, it seeps out of the president's pants, I guess. And then there's this. A 38-year-old Florida suspect was arrested after he allegedly robbed a church-run thrift store in the nude. Michael DaCosta was charged with retail theft and indecent exposure. An additional charge was also added after police found he allegedly violated his probation regarding a domestic violence injunction. It all took place at the Wings of Faith thrift store in Ocala, Florida. According to court documents obtained by Fox 35, the suspect reportedly entered the charity store completely naked and asked for some clothes. So the employee reportedly gave him a pair of shorts and asked him to leave. But he apparently ran out of the store with a stolen T-shirt. Now, DaCosta made no effort to cover his genitalia while in the store and was acting erotic. That's what the store employee told the cops. She said that she wanted to press charges for the indecent exposure incident while the store manager wanted to press charges for the theft. 
Deputies later found Michael Tacosta running down the road naked. Marion County Sheriff's Office said in a statement that they located Tacosta and took him into custody. But meanwhile, they learned Tacosta stole from a nearby Wings of Faith thrift store and his probation was violated. So he was placed under arrest and taken to the jail. <clears throat> you know, there's a special place in hell for somebody that robs a church thrift store. And by hell, I mean Florida State Prison. The guy was in desperate need of some clothes, for sure, or at the very least, one of Jesus's robes. Or how about this? A man is behind bars after officials said he tried to break into an elementary school looking for pizza. Bert Boyd McGee. I love that name. He was arrested outside Alto Park Elementary in Floyd County, Georgia. Authorities said sometime around 3 p.m., Bert Boyd McGee walked onto the school property with a machete and a knife. And Bert Boyd McGee told officials he was there to steal pizza. Eventually, officials said Bert Boyd McGee walked up to one of the entrances to the school and tried to get in, but found it was locked. So he attempted to enter the school gym, but found that door was also locked. Due to the potential threat, the principal decided to suspend dismissal and bring all the students and staff into the safety of the building and requested the assistance of law enforcement, according to Floyd County Schools. After failing to enter the school, officials said Bert Boyd McGee walked away from the school, but was quickly taken into custody. School officials said Burt Boyd McGee's weapons were discovered on Burt Boyd McGee when he was arrested. According to the report, when asked for his name, he gave a fake name. Of course, I would too if my name was Burt Boyd McGee. And he also gave a fake date of birth. Though fingerprint identifications, the deputies were able to identify him as Burt Boyd McGee. This guy was searching for pizza at an elementary school, which kind of means he somehow has worse taste than somebody who orders some Little Caesars. Of course, the bad news is he's going to be in jail now for a while. But the good news is the quality of food is going to be a little bit better than an elementary school cafeteria. <laughs> and what about this? An affidavit from the Department of Homeland Security said two passengers on a cruise from Miami to the UK were found to be carrying over 100 bags of pot. Michael Quinsonberry and Savannah Rose Minami were set to travel on the Norwegian Joy when law enforcement boarded the vessel. The pair were found in a cabin where Quinsonberry had two suitcases, a carry-on, and a backpack. It added in the affidavit that Minami was allowed to leave the room at first, as she said she'd just met Quinsonberry at the ship's bar. But later, a drug-sniffing dog issued a positive signal for Quinsonberry's luggage, where officers found 56 vacuum-sealed bags containing a green, leafy substance. <laughs> The substance was tested and, in fact, confirmed to be marijuana. The court documents also said Quinsonberry claimed the drugs were for personal use and he had a medical marijuana card. They searched the luggage and found that Minami was at the ship's bar and they escorted her to her room and they found another 56 bags, according to the affidavit. It also added that her luggage consisted of two suitcases, a carry-on, and a backpack, and they seized packages that weighed about 158 pounds, according to the affidavit. So Quinsonberry and Minami have now pleaded not guilty to four charges involving drug trafficking, and they were released on bonds of a quarter million dollars and $150,000 respectively, according to their uh, the affidavits. And they also had to give up their passports. And if they found guilty on all the counts, they would face up to 80 years in prison or $4 million in fines. That's a ton of weed, folks. But look, to be fair, it's probably the only way to cope with the fact that you're on a cruise. <laughs> Smoking all that grass on a cruise it might sound a little insane, but look, think about how amazing the all-you-can-eat buffet would be. <laughs> so, and you got to check this one out. A 60-year-old Philadelphia woman who was a passenger aboard a Frontier Airlines flight from Orlando to Philadelphia 
has been slapped with federal charges after her caught-on-video meltdown, where she flashed the cabin by pulling down her pants and underwear, cussing at the crew, and allegedly threatened to kill a few fellow flyers. Dulce Huertas had two cocktails during the flight, got out of her seat while the plane was about to land in Philly, and said, I have to pee, according to the federal complaint. <laughs> well, the flight attendant, identified as R.G., told her that she had to sit down, but the woman began cussing before finally taking her seat during the outburst, according to the document signed by FBI Special Agent Kyle Capron. He goes on to say, after the plane landed and was taxiing to the gate, Huertas began cussing at the passengers around her. Said R.G. asked the flight attendant MP to call security to assist at the arrival gate. So the captain was notified about the unhinged passenger and made an announcement instructing everyone to remain seated. And at the gate, Huertas allegedly pushed another passenger out of her way as she went to the front of the cabin, where she approached the lavatory but was stopped by the crew. Sorry, everybody, she announced, and then pulled down her pants and underwear as she squatted as if to urinate in the aisle, according to the complaint. Look, you just can't pee in an airport aisle, in the airplane. I mean, who does she think, what does she think this is, the floor of a New York City subway car? I mean, look, it. It's not the yellow liquid that smells like pee at most airlines. It's just that they serve Bud Light. And you'll never believe this one. A 21-year-old Arkansas man was arrested after authorities said he used fake money to pay for several pizzas that he had delivered to a house that he had broken into. According to the arrest affidavit, David J. Tullis was interviewed in reference to a forgery report that involved a suspect using fake money for pizza at an address on West 14th Street in Russellville, Arkansas. Tulis allegedly admitted to using fake money and admitted to using a card to open the door of the home to get inside of the unoccupied house where he was having the pizza delivered. During the interview, Tulis allegedly said he also stole a sink sprayer. Tulis was arrested and transported to the Pope County Detention Center with felony holes for forgery, residential burglary, theft of property, and theft of services. Tulis appeared in felony bond hearings before the district judge, Clayton McCall, where his bond was set at $1,000 cash only. A circuit court appearance has now been scheduled. So the kid's 21 years old and he likes pizza sauce. But look, I'd be surprised if he's also drinking a little too much of the sauce, if you know what I mean. Of course, I'm not sure what else he could have done to make the situation worse, uh, other than choosing Papa John's as his pizza of choice, of course. <clears throat> okay, one more. I got a Memphis, Tennessee man here who was wanted for attempted murder who pulled a bag of cocaine out of his rectum in front of police officers who arrested him. Memphis police got a tip that a man with an attempted murder warrant, Ramon Ivory, was selling drugs outside of a gas station. So officers allegedly watched Ivory make a number of hand-to-hand -hand transactions at the store, which had a no-loitering trespassing sign at the entrance before a task force moved in and arrested him. He was found with a gun with 14 live rounds in the magazine and a scale with several baggies in his pocket, according to the cops. Ivory had active warrants out for an attempted murder and employing a firearm with the intent to commit a felony. Well, after he was placed in the back of the police car, he tells the officers he had drugs in his rectum. The officers let Ivory out of the car so he could, quote, dig for the drugs. Well, he plucked out a white powdery substance, later identified as cocaine, and stomped it out on the ground, mumbling to the cops that it was uh, 3.4 grams. 
So Ivory was charged with two counts of possession of drug paraphernalia, tampering with evidence, possession of a controlled substance with intent to sell, criminal trespassing, unlawful possession of a weapon, and possession of a firearm. And he's being held in the Shelby County Jail on $215,000 bond. So the guy pulls out cocaine out of his butt. Or as Hunter Biden refers to it, Tuesday afternoon. He was selling cocaine outside of a gas station. Now, look, now that he's been arrested, I guess his customers have to stick with buying large Red Bulls. Well, well, help spread the stupidity, folks, will you? Share and subscribe, rate and review the podcast, because this is five-star stupidity. So look, give it a five-star rating. And, of course, when you rate and review this podcast, it helps it to show up prominently in searches so people can find it who are looking for stupidity. If you're streaming the podcast and you're in uh, very poor cell or Wi-Fi coverage, just download the episodes. You can play it right from your podcast player. Frankly, Podcast Addict is the one I recommend. It is the number one uh, Android podcast player. I recommend it for optimum performance. It's free with two types of paid versions as well. And besides this episode, we've also got the weekend episode where Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew, will join in with his witty commentary to the stupidity. And Pancho will also answer your questions with his sage wisdom right there from Florida. You can ask Pancho about anything. Test your skill against Pancho also during our weekly insane game show. And after we get both episodes uh, published and out there in the interwebs, I will then post links to all the stories that were based on the, what we talked about on Telegram Messenger. And if you join in St. Eric Lane's Stupid World channel there on Telegram, you can check out all those links. You can make comments about them, share the pictures with your friends, and interact with the podcast there as well. You can preview the channel and get a link to download the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. It's all free. You can get it in desktop or mobile versions for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple platforms. And don't forget, don't forget to follow me on social media because that's where I live half the time. Just look for the handle at Insane Eric Lane on Facebook or X or just head over to my website at insaneericlane.com. And finally... Just ponder this, will you? My idea of a Super Bowl is a toilet that cleans itself. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with the support from EnvisionWise, LLC, and AmeriCountry.com, from Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy at the United Stations Radio Network, SheetHappens.com, Good Parts Media, and Mr. Laughs. Theme music from Randy Stonehill, It's a Great Big Stupid World, copyright 1992 Stonehillian Music, Word Music, Twitch and Vibes Music, and is available anywhere you purchase music. Thanks for making it to the end of Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. Please be sure to seek therapy to ensure you still have your wits with you. And if this has inspired you to try your hand at making a podcast, you can do it absolutely free with Spotify for podcasters. The editing and music library are at your fingertips with Spotify for podcasters. Download the app from your favorite app store.